Good day to you all. It's time for Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm here with my dad, Jack. How are you today, Dad? I'm doing great, Todd. Yeah, it's another lovely day. Now, you are in North Carolina and are probably looking at, in the next day or so, getting some of the remnants of uh, Hurricane Ida kind of uh, on the fringe of that, right? So you expecting some rain? Well, a little bit, but uh, not just just an ordinary rain thing. Uh-huh. No, no, big, no big deal. No yeah. high winds, none of that. Fortunately, yeah. the last the last two big storms went to the west of us. Ten- Tennessee's been getting it. You know, they got had flooding over there the last. Right. Time. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're more underneath this one too. So as it gets out of the uh, Gulf Coast and starts moving up the um, sort of the Mississippi River. Um, bed you know it's gonna i think tennessee's gonna get hit again i feel you know it's funny because they're getting like drowned out with water and here on the west coast we would you know a a tenth of that would be a wonderful thing um you know if this is getting to be a thing maybe we should set up a pipeline between the east and west a transcontinental pipeline that we could use to pump gasoline (laughs) your way when your gas lines go down right (laughs) pump water our way when we need when we need it in the during the fire seasons yeah, yeah. The only the only big barrier, of course, is the mountains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, yeah. A lot of energy to pump up over those uh, those big hills out there that the uh, in Colorado, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as in, in, during the pre-show, we were kind of just talking about you know news that's out there, and uh, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, you know, I think in the, at least in the Mac world, a lot of that is due to the fact that uh, we're getting close to uh, Apple announcing iPhones. It's usually, you know, sometime in September. And, uh, you know, September's a day or so away here. Um, usually they've been they've been announcing things sort of a week in advance. So we'll see if they I say something you, Todd. tomorrow. Um, I hear Hello. you. Hello. I hear you just fine. You there? Uh, Hello. Don't know. I'm not hearing you. I'm You're here. hearing me. Yeah. Say something. I'm hearing you. Whatever. I hear you fine. Uh, I didn't do anything. I just, hmm. I just you just went away. I don't know. Did you lose a hearing aid? Did you lose <laughs> your electricity or something? Well, that wouldn't affect this. What's what's going on? I don't know. Um. Hello, hello. I hear you fine. Uh, and I'm re- recording anything. both I channels. I don't Whoop, know why you... There, heard, heard hello? Yeah. You're, you're coming in and out briefly. Okay. Well, it's something at your end because I hear you fine. Check your headphones. Make sure they're all the way plugged in. Well, I don't have headphones on. Uh, check your batteries. Uh, that's up good too. Don't can't imagine what happened. I I uh, laid the phone down, and, you know. Aha! Uh-huh. The phone's uh, full. That wasn't, that wasn't immediately concurrent with that, so I don't think that had anything to do with it. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I've been trying. I, I've I've had a strange thing happen this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't get it to talk to my. Um, my hearing aids at all hmm. and, and so maybe that's what's uh going in and out i i, no, I don't know what to say uh, yeah 
I, I, I can't hear you as well because, and, and I'm sure the, the sound isn't as good with you, with me being on. Uh, Your sound uh, is perfect. It, it is. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The entire time you're going hello, hello. I heard you perfectly well, and I was talking back to you. Um, so the only thing that's being affected is your ears and somehow the, what the sound getting to your ears, you know, and I, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, don't know how to troubleshoot there. I mean, if, yeah. if, if it was my, if, if I had my preference, you'd be using that, the wired headset that I sent you so that we would always be physically connected, but you know, you've gone to using wireless stuff. So I don't know what to well, tell you. <laughs> did I tell you about why I, I stopped using your wireless headset? Are, it's are not wireless. Or the wired one. <laughs> right. The dog, chewed, the dog chewed the cable in two. Oh, you didn't tell me that. No. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the reason. I, I got it right here in my hand, one piece of it. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, I did not know that. Um, I could have sent you another pair. But uh... well, any, anyway, I don't really have a backup. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I do. I could go get my uh, AirPods. So, so I could hear better. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's working right now. You want to just keep going? Yeah, yeah let's go. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> we uh, because of uh, you know Apple's uh, iPhone announcement as uh, leading into that, there's not a ton of news. There's a lot of rumors, <laughs> but there's not a lot of news going on in the Apple world. And it's funny that, you know, Apple being such a behemoth, it sort of, I think, affects the rest of the tech world in that there's not a whole lot. Everybody waits to see what Apple's going to do. And so the, the weeks leading into uh, Apple phone announcements, it just, you know, it, about all we hear is some uh, uh, rumors and, um, well, you know. While, while it's still summer, of course, some, some people are going back to school already. But there's still people on vacations too, so it's you know. Oh yeah. It's. But anyway, I'm not sure what that has to do with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it just it just all goes to there's not a ton of stuff out there, you know. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I've seen stories that talk about like the best Chromebooks, you know, and Chromebooks under three hundred dollars, that kind of thing for people going back to school. Um, although honestly, I think probably given last year's everything online type of uh, world that uh, everybody has Chromebooks. So I can't imagine that they're going to be getting, you know, that there's going to be huge sales on those that are, people are going to be wanting those because uh, I think everybody kind of loaded themselves up on laptops and Chromebooks last year. So obviously there'll be some people who, who need new ones or need to replace them or whatever as they break, or, you know, you've got a new kid going to school and he needs his or she needs her or they need theirs. I'm yeah. never sure exactly well, which pronoun to use these days. Anyway, uh, mm. there, there is one thing that, that I did find, and that's an innovative use of a technology that's, that's just coming. Uh, it's out there already, but just kind of new, and that's spatial audio. And uh, I thought this one was fascinating because somebody's got a, uh, uh, a piece of software they're, they're going to also produce an Android app, so they already have the app out apparently mm -hmm. uh, called Clubhouse. And the whole idea is that you can visit with friends, and they've noticed that in the Zoom world that we've all kind of ad adapted uh, to that, but it's it's flat sounding. And so they're basically saying that with proper uh, uh, 
use of the uh, devices that we have, you can actually put spatial audio there and instead of having friends just be a spot on the screen and you've mm -hmm. got to see somebody outlined to know who's talking or recognize their voice, yeah. in fact, uh, they can be placed in space around you so that you can be in a circle of friends and, and uh, you can kind of know that, you know, if that was also correlated with the, with the order of the pictures on the screen, that would be even better. Yeah. But uh, then, then you could uh, know who's talking by where they are, by location, which is the norm when, when we're in, you know, physical yeah. society. You, know? you get a, a more realistic virtual space. Right. Right, within and, the, in the clubhouse environment. Yeah, and, so, and Clubhouse has been actually a runaway success. It's it's not um, a, a Zoom replacement. It's more of a social network kind of connection, but it's um, uh, uh, it's it's kind of been getting a lot of news, and this I think will add to it for those. Of course, now it's going to create the second class citizens, right? They there will be the the Apple people, and then you said they've got an Android. I mean, they've had an Android app for a while, but. But they're not going to have spatial audio in the same way, right? Uh, it doesn't say. You know, it's not. That's not what yeah. the article really all about. But it's. It does mention uh, that uh, as long as you have stereo channels, you can get some improvements. Uh, sure. And so, I, I I thought it was kind of interesting, uh, in the sense that uh, uh, anything that makes it seem more lifelike. You know, right. Mm -hmm. it's, it's got to be an improvement uh, and and you know because our brains are adaptive we can always figure out other ways to uh, imagine that but if, if you if you if you take the load off your brains it'll just be easier you know <laughs> yeah yeah well you know I mean it, it it's one of those things where if if it's uh, you know because they said they're going to be rolling it out they started rolling it out on Sunday and then it'll you know and it'll eventually make its way out to everybody and they do say it'll make its way out to Android users so they must be doing their own spatial audio as opposed to just using the one that's built into the iPhone um, or at least they are on Android they're probably using the built-in one on iOS because you know it's built in might as well use it right well but, this application doesn't involve music or anything like you know Apple's use of it uh, right, but it's you, but you Apple. Basically, you basically collect the audio at one end and send it out in a way that at the other end, you know. Right. No, all I was saying is Apple has an API, so it's it's you know it's on the on the iPhone side it's easier to implement, whereas on the Android right. side, to my knowledge, they don't have an a, a a comparative technology right now. So if they're going to do it on the Android side, they have to do it themselves. Um, yeah. You know. In fact. In the article, it almost sounds like you can place the person where you want them to be in the room, put them in a circle or front or behind somebody else or different things like that because it's it all has to do with just timing delays and and possibly right. echoes of that particular voice, right? Uh, from, from wherever they are. Sure. So, yeah. And you know, and it's and and it presumes a certain uh, size and shape of room too, so that you can then get the right audio processing for that. It says here that what they're doing is they're licensing this API from Second Life creator Philip Rosedale's spatial audio company, High Fidelity. So there's a company out there called High Fidelity that sells an API that'll work on both the iPhone and on the um, uh, Android phones. And they're using that, a customized version of that for their app, in order to create the head-related transfer function. Yeah. Yep. So... Mm -hmm. 
Anyway, I think uh, more and more realism in terms of the the uh, the sound can can certainly make a difference. And I agree. I, I'm anxious to be a part of some experiment that that has that. In fact, I'm thinking you know even uh, podcasts will ultimately probably benefit from it. Sure. Yeah, you know, I think that as as we're moving forward, if well, here's the difference. Here or here's the thing. You know, I, I think I think that if um, if users Hello. really see a difference, something's not going on here. Okay, but don't quiet. Talk so randomly. Now it's time to go get my. Oh, now I hear you. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to I'm say. To just, uh, I, I think it has something to do with my hearing aid interface difficulty okay. that I talked about earlier. So yeah. I'm just going to switch out and go to, uh, AirPods. to my uh, AirPods and see what happens here. All right. So anyway, the whole thing with spatial audio, I think, while he's playing with his AirPods there or getting his AirPods set up is that it's going to depend on user acceptance. If it becomes something users expect, then we'll start seeing it um, be, become more universal for all sound. So instead of just having stereo channels, we'll have, have spatial channels everywhere. Um, if users don't really care, which was sort of the, you know, res- the response that people had back in the days when um, you know, quadraphonic stereo came out, uh, people kind of went, eh. Now, this is better than that. This is better than quadraphonic, you know. It, the spatial audio thing is 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 very cool, um, but I don't know that it it is so significant that if you know, it's one of those things where if I have the option, I'll pick the 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 one that has the um, spatial sound. But if 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 I don't have the option, that doesn't mean I'm just not going to listen to something that I want to listen to. Transfer into the AirPods, time. right? Uh, I lost you again. I know. Uh, I've been talking to fill the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It kind of... It had to... I, you know, I got the selection where I can uh, choose speaker, iPhone, or AirPods. Right. And uh, I got the AirPods in, and it's not... Technology. So speaker off. Let's see what's going on there. Oh, yeah. Got your oh. stuff turned back on? Oh, it was off because it was on AirPods, but now it's back on speaker. Uh-huh. It's on iPhone, and I can't. Now I got it back to speaker. Uh, okay. I don't know. It's not going to talk to the AirPods. I'm going to instead of messing up the whole thing here, try to get back to where I was. Sounds like you're just having some Bluetooth issues. Maybe you need to restart your phone. Hmm. You mean power down like that? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just sounds like your Bluetooth is not working on your phone properly. So, you know, welcome to this week in technical support. (laughs) Okay. uh, It finally kicked the AirPods off here. I don't don't know how long that'll take, but uh, do you want me to go ahead and do that? Um, If it's going to stop the... You know, intermittent. I lost you. I lost you. <laughs> then yeah, let's give it a try. You know, well, we'll have to hang up and recall. 
Yeah, it's going to turn you off. So, okay, I'd like to do that because it's just not working right now. Right. Okay. I'm... Go ahead and reboot. I'll sit here. Yeah, we lost him. So, uh, as I said, welcome to this week in technical support. Um, yeah, it's it's sometimes an issue when he's, uh, you know, almost 3,000 miles away from me. Um, you know, uh, he's trying to describe what's going on, and he's troubleshooting, and I'm trying to troubleshoot, and uh, I can't give him much feedback. And while he's very technically literate, um, you know, he's not as literate as he used to be, and and he's not practiced at it and so what happens is sometimes he just sort of forgets procedure in terms of how to get you know step through things um and he never did tell me about the fact that he didn't have wired headphones anymore he just quit using them um so i think the dog bit through them after he had quit using them because he decided he wanted to try something else uh he used to use his laptop as his connection now he's been using his phone which is dicier because it's also all wireless so i don't know we'll see if we can get him um more solidly connected but um it's uh it's a little frustrating i think the next time i'm out there i will uh try to walk him through getting a more solid physically connected setup so that we don't have to worry about wireless connectivity and whether the uh battery in his in his hearing aids or his airpods are charged or any of that stuff is working because it's physically connected so um for those of you who are interested in podcasting that would be my recommendation is get something that's physically connected so a a uh you know headset with a boom microphone that physically plugs into the device that you are using to talk to somebody over distance or even if you're just recording locally um, you know, if you've got the money and the inclination, a good USB mic like a Blue Yeti and a set of, you know, headphones so you can monitor and hear what you're recording uh, are worth the investment. Um, you know, and that way you get better quality sound and you don't have things like, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, happening in the middle of your recordings. Um, now, I say you don't have. You still have that, especially if you're doing a remote recording like we are right now where we're relying on something like Skype. And you will have just dropouts and and, uh, and weird connection issues because, you know, you're going across the Internet. And, uh, and you know, it wasn't designed to be a, a uh, audio streaming medium uh, platform, uh, you know, initially. And so it's been adapted to, and it works really well for what it does, as all of us have learned with, you know, Skype and Zoom and all the other um, group uh, chat systems that have been used over this last year with during the pandemic. But uh, you know, it's it's pushing the uh, pushing the direction of um, the internet in, differently than it was originally designed for and so um you know for what it is it's worked really well and uh and we you know we've, we've come to rely on it whether it works well enough or not um but this idea of of doing um spatial audio i'm curious as to whether um you know something that's being sent in spatial audio takes up more uh bandwidth than something that's just sent in normal stereo uh probably has more to do with the um the sampling rate and stuff than it does whether or not it's spatial audio stereo audio or 
or mono. But you would think that, you know, like stereo would be twice as much data going across the line as a monaural connection. Oh, here he is. Let's see if we can get him back online. And we're back. Hey, hey, and I can hear you in my hearing aids. That's what cool. it took was a reset. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it just sounded like the Bluetooth was not quite right. And so sometimes just rebooting it, letting it come back up and, and, and uh, you know, get everything going. Sometimes I, I sometimes think that, you know, like there's a process that isn't running quite right somehow. You know, there's all <laughs> kinds of background processes and things. And so, you know... Step one yeah. in troubleshooting, is it plugged in? Step two, if you reboot it, does that fix the problem? <laughs> right. Yep. Are we still yeah. going? Or did you start yeah, I just stuff? kept on rolling, and I, I kept talking. In fact, uh, you know, you would fade out, so I would talk and fill the space, and then you'd come back in going, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. weird, because you could not hear me yeah. and then hear me. Yeah, now I feel like part of the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, definitely worth doing because it's frustrating when you're sort of partially hearing bits and pieces of this stuff. Um, you know, there's enough issues that happen just by f virtue of the fact that we're on Skype and sending uh, sound across the Internet when it wasn't really designed to handle streaming medium. Um, you know, and Skype's done a wonderful job, as has Zoom and, you know, Apple with FaceTime and at making that work. But... You know, there's still times when you have dropout and, and weird intermittent glitches while we're having those kinds of virtual conversations. So, yeah. so no, in fact, I was just saying that, um, you know, to avoid the additional issues that we have at one end or the other, you really are better off if you can have a physically attached uh, device, not only your, your microphone and headset, but also if your device is physically attached to the Internet, you know, so if you've got a wire running to your router, um, that's really the better way to do this. But, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm sure. Otherwise, there's all these little uh, things, uh, waves moving around in the air that can cause problems. Absolutely. And sometimes it's something as, you know, as, as simple as, you know, just some Wi-Fi interference that happens that can cause things to go a little wonky at one end or the other. And so you just take as many different, uh, you know, issues out of the mix as you can, right? right. Physically attach yeah, everything. We, we have a ghost in our house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, the, it, the one that happens the most often is we have a ceiling fan in the living room. And mm -hmm. we're sitting there and this thing just starts moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I wonder if somewhere it's set up that when it reaches a certain temperature, it's designed to just come on. And that's in your, like, uh, home automation stuff, and you're just not aware of it. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't think, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it, you know, because you bought yours as a package. Your home automation stuff was sort of as a package with the house, you know? Like, my yeah. home automation stuff, I put it all in, and I set it all up. So, like, I know that I have a ceiling fan in my living room that comes on when the house reaches a certain temperature. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. I have it monitoring because I've got temperature sensors in the house in addition to the thermostat because my thermostat's an Ecobee thermostat, and it has multiple sensors around the house. And so if the living room sensor, the room that the fan is in, gets to a certain temperature, it turns on the fan just automatically. Hmm. You can always turn it off, you know, well, and you can talk to uh, Siri and have them turn, have her turn it off. 
I was going to say that's there's, there's a possibility it has something to do with temperature because I've never we I don't had you know we haven't come out in the morning and said oh it was turned itself on last night and it's still on you right know? now whether it would turn itself off when it gets cooler or not I don't know about that yeah. You know? yeah see and I don't have mine set up to do that I don't have it like you know if it's certain temperature then you know make sure you turn this off I don't have that on set up in mine. Um, yeah. but I don't, you know, it's just another trigger. It's not that hard to do. Yep. So anyway, have we exhausted clubhouse? Um, I think so. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, uh, spatial audio. The thing I, I was, uh, you know, I, I will interested to hear what your thought is. I, I was, um, wondering aloud if the spatial audio takes up a little bit more streaming space than stereo because there's more information or is it something that's just the way it's encoded and it really doesn't actually take any more space to stream it it's just because it's technically still just a stereo signal uh it's uh i i don't think it takes more i think it has to do with timing mostly right and therefore uh, you know, it's just, it's like a stereo signal, but it's just when do, when do they arrive? Right. And so then, it's it's audio brain, that's been processed, but it's still right. a stereo signal that's actually coming out. So like unlike stereo needing two channels versus one channel from monaural, uh, spatial audio is still a stereo signal. It's just been processed in a way that gives us the sense of uh, location. Right. Audio location. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Even if it was a larger file, my guess was that it would probably be not so much of a difference uh, that it couldn't be handled with the sampling rate. The sampling rate is going to determine the size of the file more than anything else. Right. You know that would have a huge impact as as uh, you know because I like I do our podcast at a pretty low sampling rate just because. It's audio and doesn't, you know, there's not a lot of dynamic range here. <laughs> you and I don't have a, a huge variance in our sounds. Um, and that keeps the file pretty small for people to download. You know, and you try to do whatever you can to make it easy for it to be moved around. So. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, kind of going on to a, another topic is that uh, I, it's... Sort of, it's a technology-related thing in the sense yeah. of social media being a technology and how it becomes usable uh, for lots of different purposes. Mm -hmm. And uh, given the, the latest thing in the news with the thing with the Taliban and all, it turns out that apparently they, you know, they can't afford the sophisticated communications like we do so they depend on social media they all yeah. have cell phones and therefore uh yeah and you know why they have cell phones because we set up a cell phone network to help bring them out of the dark ages thank yeah. you america <laughs> yeah so anyway that yeah. changes how they operate and uh gives them effect a more effective uh capability so that the current takeover had a lot to do with the with the social media help Sure. Along the way. And yeah. What, That's how they, you know, they coordinate uh, their their uh, their troops over large areas is by tweeting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I saw some head scratching about this a week ago. I think it was Twitter or whatever was trying to decide what to do uh, because but they didn't want to totally ban social media uh, in Afghanistan because there are 
good it's also how the there for people that need to get out you know exactly it's also how the 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 resistance people communicate and communicate what's going on in the country out to the rest of the world so it's like you know i will say too that you know the fact that we set up the the cell network so that they you know would have a communication infrastructure within the country is also how we track down some of the bad guys you know, right. um, the yeah. the the missile attack that they did trying to take out the ISIS K guys that uh, that were uh, related to the attack at the airport uh, was largely done by identifying where they where they were based on their phones. So yeah, my 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 guess is is that we may have even used that to send the rockets after these guys that were attacking the airport. You know, so. Uh, that's, that's what I just said. Communications, they they got to pay the penalty for insecure communications, you know. Yeah. Unless they they encrypt themselves, but it's a text network, so I don't know how they yeah. do that. Well, and, and even if they they do some sort of end to end encryption, it doesn't matter because you know we we installed the cell network, so uh, it's yeah. not that hard to track where a cell phone is, you know. Right. All the cell phones identify themselves. You know, and and that's right. So, Here I am. Here I am. Yeah. So you know, if you've got your, you don't even have to be using it. If you have your cell phone on, well, every movie everywhere, right? They say you know, use a burner phone, and when you're done, you know, throw it away. Don't use it too long because once they identify you and that phone, they know where you're at. Yeah. And quite frankly, it doesn't take very long, and they've got you know historical data, so they can see where you were. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, well, but, it, yeah. you know, in the larger sense that, you know, that's not just in other countries, that's here too, you know, that's theoretically, true. theoretically, we're, they're, they're not supposed to be able to have access to that information without um, uh, a, some sort of, uh, you know, judge saying, yes, you, you need to, you know, request that information. But, you know, there's still um, the Patriot Act, parts of the Patriot Act are still in, in uh, our active law. And that allows police officers to request that information directly. They don't even have to go get a, a judge involved. Or in some cases, it's a judge who signs off on stuff, but it's 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 a um, uh, kind of a rubber stamp. So, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people who have concerns about that. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, you know, it's not just technology that's interesting. It's just how, how it affects things and, and what flexibility you have to make uh, technology accessible to some people and not to others, you know? So, yeah. Like the, the way Twitter is set up, uh, they can clearly, if they can identify the leaders, then they can cut them out from being followed by anybody, mm-hmm. you know? Because uh, uh, they yeah. did it with Trump, you know they can do it with everybody else. Yeah. Know? Yeah, so, absolutely. But the thing is, you know, when you're looking at somebody's tweets, you know, say there's a leader of... Um, of the Taliban and and he wants his troops, you know, in a certain town to move to the next town. He doesn't say, "Hey Ali, let you, now that you've captured, you know, town A, why don't you move over to town B and grab that one?" That's not the tweet that he sends out. He sends out like, you know, a quote from the um uh from the Quran or something and they know that that, you know, that, that that's what that means. Right. You know, it's 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 you know, not encoded per se, but but there's, but it's it's not um, 
you know, like clear directions on how to, you know, administer war because, you know, then it would be easy to identify who's who and they would just cancel it. You know, of course, that's not to say then that that they wouldn't just, you know, go open up another Twitter account because they're free but, and easy to start and just, you know. It's equivalent to the Navajo uh, talk talkers, what they call them, uh, during World War Two, where they uh-huh. uh, spoke Navajo, but uh, nobody, the language was not known by the, you know, the enemy, so they right. effectively could say whatever they wanted in, in their own language, right? Right, but this is, but this is not that, they, because... They were but, uh, messengers. Yeah, right, yeah, no, you know there, there was a, about? yeah, yeah, there was a good movie about that, but this is not that, yes. because we understand how to speak their language, it's just a, a you know, you can pre-agree I, on certain things. Did we lose right. you again? I, I thought you dropped out there for a minute because it's yeah. quiet for a little long. Yeah. Uh, no. So, anyway. but I don't think it's like the wind talkers though, because like we understand how to speak their language. This is more uh, in, encoding. Right. You know, right. this is this is they have a pre-agreed set of of like you know if if we pop, if I if you see this verse, this is what it means, and uh, and so you know, and it's it's not like it's a tricky code. Our code breakers could probably figure it out pretty quickly. But you know, Twitter doesn't have that that medium, so they probably have to work together with, with uh, you know, the military to sort of figure out who these guys are. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, that they. Uh, well, I'm I'm certain that our intelligence agencies are on these social media, seeing oh they yeah, can find out all the time. But yeah, there's a, a active cooperation that, that they require mm-hmm. with with the company as well i, I don't sure know, you know. yeah and i and i suspect that there's a little bit of both you know and quite frankly you know like they said uh prior to the original attack they said there was an imminent attack well how do they know there's an imminent attack right it's like because they're listening to the communications of these guys they know right. that there's that that they've planned something and, and that something's happening now they don't always have the details because they don't always put the details in the tweets but uh but yeah, they're definitely watching that stuff, and so you know, in a sense, it's better that they have that form of communication than they have, um, uh, you know, ways that we can't monitor as well, right? Right. So, right. so yeah, let's set something up for them that we know we can monitor. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I laugh, and and it's it's kind of it's not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because you know, there's a certain amount of irony uh, to that. But uh, um, it's uh, the whole situation is just terrible, um, you know, yes, and yes. and and I can understand the folks at Twitter being sort of, you know, perplexed because, you know, there are people who are saying, well, just shut it down there. But you're, you made a perfect point They if they shut it down, then there's a bunch of people who were trying to help who can't communicate out. And there's a bunch of um, uh, people who are letting us know what the situation is in their town that can't do that. And so we can't just shut it down if, or we can, but we lose a lot. If we do that, we have to say, you know, do we put these people who we care about at risk who are helping us, um, by not giving them any means of communicating because we've just shut it down. So, you know, which is not to say that at some point the, uh, Taliban won't, uh, you know, being in control, shut it down. They could shut it down if they wanted to, you know, 
Just like China can block whatever they want coming into their internet, they, you know, they'll figure out. How, they probably don't know how to do it today, but they'll figure it out. You know, yep. they're human beings, and they can figure things out just like the rest of us. And so they can decide, yep. you know, what we don't want Twitter in our country, and we'll block it, or Facebook, or you know, insert social media here. You know, so yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So. Anyway, uh, talk, talking about social media in general, uh, it turns out that you know past history is also important. And I don't know how far back they they can go, but uh, I sent you a thing where a, a House panel that's doing the uh, riot probe is trying to go get records, uh, whatever is, exists, from uh, for various people or suspects, you know, uh-huh. prior to the event to see. What uh, what their communications were? Yeah. So, so they're probably backups and archives of this stuff. Although there's so much bandwidth of that that goes on all the time, yeah. I wouldn't think the archives would be go back very far. But who knows? I would suspect, honestly, because it's it's how they monetize that they keep a lot of that stuff. You know, that's that's uh, at least with Facebook and and you know uh, YouTube and and Twitter, they monetize by selling information about people, and so they want to keep. Now they might keep subsets of it. They may not keep all of it. You're right, but um, uh, you know the the but, but, uh, ability to go back and determine whether or not there was a a group agreement to go do something can affect very much what the you know what they end up being charged with. Right? You know, sure. there's a difference between trespassing and working with a group of people to break into somewhere and and rob a bank. Right? And so. Um, you know, the fact that you discussed going together to rob a bank is in itself a crime as opposed to just breaking into somebody's house. So, so I understand them wanting that because they want to be able to paint a picture of, you know, how much planning was there and who were, who was doing the planning, you know, because I think clearly there were a bunch of people who just showed up to, to march around and, and there were other people who had ill intent. And so, you know. How do you suss that out of a group of, you know, multiple thousands of people? So yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but anyway, that's what's underway right now. So what it really amounts to is, is it's, it's uh, uh, all of this uh, media uh, is like, don't say anything if you don't want to see it on the front page. You know, yeah. the newspaper it used to be, you know, that was the primary thing. If you don't want to be on the front page of the newspaper being charged with a crime uh, you, yeah you, you keep that in mind all the time and conduct yourself mm-hmm. accordingly and and so now with this <coughs> the word out that, uh, that all of the social media data is being used it certainly will have some yeah. impact i would think on what people use it for and how they use it no, it won't. teenagers and kids probably <laughs> no, it won't. won't listen anyway, right? But but the the ma- there's a vast majority of of people too who are I think the 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 public that that don't care, you know. And it, it's funny because it goes back to the very advent of the internet. I told my daughters very early on, don't ever say or put anything on the internet that you don't expect will be there forever. Because even if you go and delete it, there's an internet archive that will keep backups of pages that you can go look at. I can go look at what Alta Vista looked like in 19, uh, you know, 1999. Um, you know, it's, you can, it's, it's there forever. And, uh, and if you go with that assumption, 
then you're much more careful about what you put out there. Yeah, yeah. But people that have criminal intent, at least, will be aware of it. Yeah, but they're kind of stupid. I mean, yeah, they are. <laughs> generally they are, speaking, really are. you know, I mean, there are some, yes, there are those, the, the master criminal, but most criminals are just kind of stupid people. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, of thought going into what they're doing sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes it well, seems like part of the issue is more impulse control than anything else. Well, comedians and, and other media use that information sometimes when you find out absolutely how stupid some people can be. You know, right. it's, it's just funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. You know, all you have to do is go to YouTube and you can find dumb criminal things all the time about people just like, you know, yeah. what? Why? You know? Well, and, and it's funny, too, because it's like clearly they don't even know what they're doing half the time. You know, I have a friend who had some um, stuff stolen out of their car, and they happened to be a big-time fisherman. And literally on the seat was some some um, expensive reels, like like probably a couple thousand dollars worth of these expensive reels that he had. They left all that stuff. They could have taken that and pawned that for a couple thousand dollars. What'd they take? They took um, uh, a bunch of junk that probably totaled worth maybe 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah. uh, it wasn't like there was any planning that said, hey, this guy's got some expensive stuff. Let's go get it. No, they opened, the, they got into the vehicle and they grabbed stuff and ran and had no idea what they were grabbing. You know, it was just stupid. <clears throat> and again, that, you know, that's a lot of it. So I've noticed you're kind of clearing your throat a lot. You coming down with a cold? <coughs> No, I, I don't know why. It just got a tickle in my throat, and I can't seem to clear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about a, you know, what if it turns into a full cough here, just to, because it's aggravating. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I noticed. Uh, yeah, you've been doing it for a little bit there, and I thought, uh oh, it's like uh, that's not good. No, it that's just just happened. It just got a tickle, and I and I don't mm-hmm. know if, uh, you know, I need to go blow my nose or something like that yeah. or not, but. Well, in between our this show and our, I think our last show, or maybe it was right before our last show. I don't remember exactly the timing of it. There was, uh, um, I started feeling not well and thought, uh oh, you know, maybe I, I haven't really been many places, but maybe at the grocery store or something. Maybe I, maybe I got the Delta variant, so I went and got a test to verify if I had caught COVID or not, and it was negative, so I didn't. So I just, you know, but it's hard for me to tell sometimes because you know you look at the symptoms. And I live with a lot of those symptoms. I have allergies, and I can't smell things half the time, and I'm congested, and I get headaches because of, uh, you know, some other issues that I have. And so it's like, okay, you know, it's it's hard to say. Well, is this is this a new thing, or is this this you know the same old same old thing? It's, it's uh, well, my nose runs a lot, so that that's usually yeah. what leads leads to something else, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, well, and that sometimes, too, if it's happening, you know, overnight, you wake up and your throat's a little sore because of the, you know, the nasal drip. And, and yeah. you know, it's hard to tell what's what, really. Hard yeah. to tell. Where do, you go, where do you go to get tests, anyway? I don't so, know. If I wanted com- to get a test, where would I go? So, well, there's um, the county of Riverside, where I live, has a site that you can go to. And they've got some county places, but they also point to other places that you can go get a free test. I've done my tests at my local Rite Aid. I, you go online and, store, and sign up there. And, in fact, I do it in the drive-thru. You don't even have to go into the facility. Uh, uh, they hand the little kit out to you. You stick it in your nose, and it's got instructions. You're supposed to, you know, 
put it in one nostril and spin it around for like 15 seconds and then take it and stick it in the other nostril and do the same and then stick it back in the tube and hand it back to them, you know. Uh, I see. And so, yeah. uh, now I will say that, unfortunately, that's not one of those quick tests because they've got tests that will tell you whether you're positive or not, you know, within a few minutes now. Uh, the ones that I've done, you still they still send it off to a lab somewhere. And uh, both times, I think it's taken four days for it to get back to me. Oh, that's no good. That's no Which good. means Timing you basically... Is, you know, they, right. they were supposed to have these drugstore tests that you could take home with you for very little money, too. And, and those are available, but you have to pay for those. They're not free. Um, and the right. ones that are free, at least in my area, are not instant tests. They take a while. And so technically then you're supposed to stay, you know, isolated for the four days until you get your results. So, yeah, yeah it's not ideal. So your, so your test is free, huh? Yeah. They're supposed oh. to be free everywhere. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed okay. to be able to go get tested for free. I would say check with your, your um, uh, go to your county website and, or uh, and because uh, uh, usually it's county health department that manages this stuff. And anyway, see what, I, I didn't know. know anything about this. Hadn't even looked it up, and I just thought to myself, uh, <laughs> "How would I do it if I wanted to?" You know? Yeah. Anyway, the biggest distraction that was that's going on right now on my lap is a puppy. <laughs> Bandit is sitting here licking me and distracting. Well, me. I heard the bark every once in a while. I think I so clearly she was uh, insisting that she get some some attention. Yeah. Yeah, mom came to take her out, and I said, well, she's just pushed the door open anyway. Yeah. She knows how to get in this room. So yep. uh, I'll just pick her up here. I don't need both hands or any hands. I can just talk and give her some attention. That's yeah. all she wanted. Yep. So. Anyway, uh, there is another topic, and that's the one that, that you uh, sent out a while back. Right. The uh, Earth orbit, the low orbit. Leo, low Earth orbits. <laughs> yeah, I, that's not how I would have introduced this at all. Ming Chi Kuo, who's a fairly form, uh, famous uh, 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 person talking about what's coming in iPhone, says the iPhone 13 will feature low Earth orbit satellite communications, meaning that you will be able to do direct cellular calls from the phone in addition to just cellular. <laughs> You yeah. started talking about low Earth orbit. It's like, well, tie it into something that people care about. It's going to be in your phone. Um, yeah. I got there eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, you know, I, I sent that to you and with a question mark under it saying, is this a game changer? And you didn't think so. No. I, I uh, apparently am wrong about something, too. Uh, I've read a couple articles more since then. And uh, uh, apparently they think that you can get, you know, equivalent 5g speeds uh so maybe it's uh it's better than i thought it was but anyway uh it's also probably going to be transparent you won't use know whether you're using it or not if you and you'd be using it mostly is if you're trying to call somebody in an area that uh doesn't have uh cells you know so this just makes it uh 
usable yeah, so, in, in yeah, broader what, areas. Right. So the idea, yeah, that's why I, I was going to, I wanted to talk to you about it because I kind of disagreed with your assessment because um, everybody who has had a cell phone has been somewhere where you didn't have any connectivity. And this is where that would come into play. So what they said is that, that this will probably be sold as an add-on feature through your cellular uh, network or through your cellular cellular service provider. So say you 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 know have a contract with Verizon, and then say you you decide to go um, you know out and take a walk in the national park. Well, there's no towers in some national parks, and so there might be some places where there's just no signal. Now you would have a way to still be able to communicate where you are if you get lost in the woods. I would think firefighters in California would would love this kind of capability. Oh, absolutely. They probably have the, probably have the satellite cells anyway right now. Um, some of them do. Um, what they've also done is that uh, some of the cell uh, providers, uh, I think, again, I think it was Verizon and T-Mobile were the two that were doing it, have uh, remote trucks that are cell transponders that they drive out into the areas where they're fighting wood, uh, the fires and park them. And that way, then they have additional connectivity so the firefighters can communicate. Speaking of cars, in fact, I've noticed that there's somebody, I forgot what brand, is advertising that you'll have uh, Wi-Fi in your car. You know, they're, they're, they're making arrangements with phone companies to, yeah. so that your car has this all the that's, time. That's actually been around for a while. There's a couple different companies that have that. I just sent you, by the way where you can get a COVID test in your town in North Carolina at a CVS, and it's a minute clinic. So they're doing the, the fast connect. It says oh, yeah. insurance card and proof of identity are required, but they give it to you for, for, for free, and then they will bill back to your insurance company. The government will do that if they need to figure it out. <clears throat> and they will give you a secure link to view and download your results that will be available for five days. But I like the idea that yours is the quick test. Oh. Does it say what it costs? or not? Uh, My understanding is that it's free. Again, you have to show them your insurance card uh, because they try to bill back to your insurance for this stuff. But that it's the government has said that COVID testing is free. Yeah, well, I know where that CVS pharmacy is. So yeah. It's pretty yeah. handy. I know where that CVS pharmacy is. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> they got a they got a big map right there um, next to right the on the, uh, on the web page. So big, big corner where the yeah. spotlight or the stoplight is. So anyway. Ah, uh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. So that's so good for yeah. You know if be. you know if you have if you have symptoms and you think you might, then it's good to know. And it's also. Um, one of those, like, if you're going to be traveling somewhere, it's probably a good idea to get tested, you know, before and after, right? Just to make yeah. sure that you didn't pick something up. So, anyway. Well, I, have, I haven't been doing that, but given that uh, the the, uh, the stuff, COVID is kind of rejuvenated uh, as the Delta virus now. It's, uh, right. Uh, we, we haven't really started masking, and, and we have been going out to eat more. Uh-huh. And so we have more exposure, but we've been thinking that maybe we should cut back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, see, and here, I wear my mask anytime I'm out. So if I'm not, you know, if I'm out, if I mean, when I'm driving my vehicle, I don't, obviously. But, I mean, if I get out to go to the grocery store or go into the, you know, Lowe's or something like that, I put my mask on when I go inside. And here, I would say I am probably, it's about 50-50. 
Um, I know okay. other places where nobody's wearing masks, but um, I we, we here it's about fifty fifty. Um, you know, and most places have a sign up saying that you know if you're vaccinated, it's optional. If you're not vaccinated, please wear a mask. And uh, you know, I'm vaccinated, but I wear my mask anyway. Um, you know, I've uh, mm-hmm. I just figure you know it's it's an extra layer of protection, and it, it costs me nothing. So, yep. Well, mom uh, wanted some uh, new masks, and so I ordered the real N95 ones this time. I'm supposed to right. come this week. Right, I did. I did the same. I have. I just. It, mine just came this week. Um, I got a package of. Of I think it was twenty five. Uh, yeah. Real. You know, N ninety five certified masks. Um, yeah. Although I've been reading that that um, uh, a lot of the N ninety five masks that people are buying are counterfeit. That they're not really N ninety fives. So, you know, <laughs> what do you you know what are you gonna do? It, I, I figure well, it's a mask. It's better than nothing. Well, you know. I, I can't say mine aren't, but it had a very uh, medical-sounding name of the company. So yeah. probably medical supply or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. The ones I ended up getting are actually from a company that it's a mask company that's like, I don't know, I can't remember the name of it, but it, they say they're made in America. And so uh, I thought, well, you know, for better or worse, I'm buying American. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a, probably a, a better indicator. If yeah, it comes from China. If it comes from China, and it has anything to do with health. I don't trust them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and of course, you know, you don't know. Mine's came, came from the in, Indiana Face Mask Company. Uh, IFM. Okay. Yeah. Made in USA, and it's oh. a uh, NIOSH certified. But uh, you know, again, I- you don't know. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's not like I'm going to test this stuff. Uh, and, and oftentimes, even if it's got an American company on it, they're sourcing it out of uh, China, probably. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The fact that this one, I mean, it says, again, it says made in USA. I don't know that, you know. Yeah. They could yeah. be talking about the box that, that it comes in is made in USA. The actual, you know, <laughs> yeah. the actual masks inside could come from anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, you know, I figure it's got to be better than than uh, uh, better than nothing. And uh, and so you know, I've got some of the the little blue filled out ones. To be honest, I have two. I, we I have some pretty good. Both Elaine and I have some pretty good cloth masks that have a filter inside. And so it's they're multi layer cloth masks. And then um, I swap out the filters uh, semi regularly as well. So um, that way, you know, I feel like those are pretty solid masks. Uh, I will say one thing: the N95 mask, instead of going over your ears, goes around your head. Goes there's a you know one right. one low, and I actually like that. Yeah, <laughs> I get tired yeah. of things pulling on my ears, and every single time I try to take the mask off, it pulls my glasses off too. And so, right. so not having well, it over my ears is a positive well, for me. Yeah. But you only got half of it. Mine takes my glasses and my hearing aid. Oh, great! <laughs> yeah, and so so you pull it off, right? And that and now you're like quickly I'm grabbing, trying not to drop stuff. You know these expensive glasses, and and in your case, hearing aids as well. And it's like that's and if your glasses come off, you probably can't see your hearing aids if they land on the ground, right? 
Right. <laughs> it's like, great. Now I'm blind and deaf standing in the parking lot trying to get into my car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But by golly, I won't get the COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, stand-up comics could have a day, heyday with all of them. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was Except watching... Uh, Bill Maher last night and he was talking about the fact that you know the people were he, he's heard people lament in the past that you know comics pick on on conservatives more than liberals and that they all tend to be very con- uh, liberal and he said well you know he's, he said you know we go where the funny is <laughs> and so there's been some funny and ironic things he says but right now he says you can have your pick there's lots of opportunity to be funny with anybody <laughs> He said. He said the liberals yeah. are doing ridiculously stupid things. The 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 uh, conservatives are doing ridiculously stupid things. He goes, the, you know, is this right now? If if COVID wasn't keeping us out of the clubs, comics would be having a great time. Yeah. Well, cancel the cancel culture. A certain part of it is trying to go. They're going after him, and so oh, he's, yeah. had a, he's, he's had a heyday with that. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, and it's ironic, you know, because he's he's been generally a fairly outspoken liberal person in his own personal views, but he's not yeah. afraid to skewer liberals when they do something that he thinks is funny and he can get a laugh off of it. And yeah. uh, and so I actually really enjoy his comedy a lot of times. I mean, I don't always agree with him politically, but I enjoy his comedy a lot. And his observations yeah. are usually spot on. And um, he... Uh, uh, you know, yeah, he's yeah. been catching some flack from those who who thought he was on their side, and he's like, "It's not yeah. about sides. This is about well, funny." <laughs> my, my my attitude has always been: comedians are probably some of the smartest people around. They certainly think so. Well, I, I think so. Too. I think so too. Because I, I do they, too. They have they have to understand their audience, so they're really great pe- people persons. Yeah, they know people. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. They have to they have to read their audience really well, and they also have to really understand the issues that they're talking about, especially if they tend to be topical yeah. comics. I mean, comics, you know, there's right. other types of comedy, you know. I mean, Gallagher wasn't very topical, you know. Um, but but you know, Sledgematic was still funny. Um, yeah. But but a By topical a topical comic, a la you know. Bill Maher or, you know, George Carlin was always great at this, was great at observing human beings and their behavior and then pointing out the absurdity of how we go through our lives. And, and you know, that's what makes them, them uh, appreciative or, or uh, entertaining. But they also have to really understand what they're talking about because, you know, you can't point out the irony of something if you don't really understand what it means. Right. <laughs> so, you, right. so you're right. They have to be pretty smart people. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty evident that they're they're knowledgeable in some some key areas anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, it, it takes pretty clever people just to come up with and to be a comic writer too. And most good comedians do their own writing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do their own writing, but but all of them at like his level have a writing team. All of them. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? They've got, yeah. you know, six or eight people that help write their material. Now, they, he, is the one who decides what he's actually going to do and how he's going to do it. You know, he'll right. look at everything. that They'll have, you know, a pitch meeting where they'll talk about, here's something I think is funny, here's something. And he'll pick the ones he thinks are the funny ones, and then he'll decide how he's going to deliver that, how he's going to set it up and how he's, you know. that. But, 
you know, so you get ideas, but it still falls back on the guy standing in front of the crowd to figure out, you know, to actually say it, right? And to, and to make it right. work. You got to set it up, you got to sell it. So, right. Yeah. Have you ever watched the uh, comedians in cars getting coffee that Jerry Seinfeld does? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw some of those. Yeah. I, I enjoy watching those anytime there's new ones out. It's just really interesting to hear comedians talk about the art of comedy. You know, yeah, and yeah, and they talk about exactly what we've talked about is that they really do have to understand what you know what they're talking about in order to be funny about it. Um, yeah, it's funny to hear Seinfeld basically say he says I started doing this because these are the people I like to hang out with, and he goes, you know, if if you're not a comedian, then generally I I don't want to spend time with you because you're you're not somebody who who sees the world like I do. <laughs> You know, and it doesn't mean we agree. He says it's not that we agree on what's going, but we agree on what's funny. He says, you know, right. we, you know, we could both have completely different sides of a political issue, but yeah. as long as it's, it's funny, right. <laughs> then we'll talk yeah. about it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he's certainly at a part, a place in his life where you know you can pick and choose, right? And and now he's even monetized it. He's like, well, yeah, you know, I'm going to go have coffee with a friend. And uh, and and his other thing is he's he's a car guy he's he's a big uh, Porsche guy and he likes he likes cars he collects cars he likes driving so it's like wow perfect show right <laughs> what are you gonna do I'm gonna get a car get a cool car or borrow a cool car that I I don't have and then go pick up a friend and go get coffee and talk yeah yeah well that's a pretty good setting too because you just want two people and right you know, it's, it's... yeah. Yeah, although if you notice, if you watched it, they, you know, they clearly, I mean, they've set up the car, whatever car they're driving in, has a bunch of cameras in it. They've For both sure. been mic'd up, and then they're followed, the by, yeah. they're followed by, uh, I think sometimes there's two, there's one in front and one behind cars that have cameras shooting outside pictures of them driving and then following them into the the car. So it, it for us it looks like there's two guys having a natural little conversation but for them it's incredibly unnatural because there's these crew following them around with cameras and microphones and you know yeah uh yeah they oh, work real hard to make it door. seem just like casual and natural okay. but it isn't <laughs> yeah it's like that TV show Naked and Afraid it's like oh. yeah they look like there's two people like roughing it out in the middle of nowhere. And they are two people roughing it out in the yeah. middle of nowhere there's with two or three, <laughs> with two or three people walking around behind them shooting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, how unnatural is that? You know, I mean, it's yeah. weird enough that you're standing out in the woods naked with somebody you don't know, but then you've also got two or three people following you around everywhere. <laughs> no hanky panky going on here. Huh? Yeah. Well, and then they expect you to, to turn around and, talk to the camera every once in a while so that they'll have these little interesting outtakes you know outtakes yeah. it's like oh i thought you know Susie was going to help build the, the 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 shelter but she didn't she was just too tired and had to lay down so i had to do it all myself yeah <laughs> anyway my doggy finally jumped down yeah see just checking i gotta watch her see if she's chewing up some more cords yeah you know my dentist a while ago uh sold his business and moved to uh back home to Taiwan his his father was not well and he needed to go there and be with his family and so a new dentist came in and so I took that opportunity to just check around and see you know if there were other dentists that I wanted to go to gave the new guy a try but I ended up switching dentists the new dentist that I go to has a pet dog and each time that I have been there 
uh, she comes out and says hi to me when I'm sitting in the waiting room. And when I come back and sit in the chair, she comes in and jumps up on my lap. And so while he's working on me, I have his dog in my lap. <laughs> Not exactly uh, something that you could pass as a as a sterilized and, set, and, and you know. Yeah, I suppose if somebody was. I suppose if you're not, if, if you felt uncomfortable with that, that you could ask that they take the dog out or you could find another dentist. But I don't mind. She's a sweet dog. And she suddenly decided, like, I'm a good guy. So it's like, because it's not like I'm the only one there. There's other patients there. But she. Yeah, uh, well, well let, let me tell you what went through my mind is you, before you explained it, it was the dog. You, you said she jumped on my lap or something like that. And I, I'm imagining. The, the nurse or something sitting on yeah. your lap. <laughs> the, dent, the dental assistant going, hey, baby. Yeah, no. No, I, I, I don't attract like, women to my lap. Uh, I attract dogs. <laughs> or, 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 or you probably said dog and I don't hear it because yeah. I miss words sometimes in the conversations. So. Yeah. No, I always uh, used to joke that it's, um, uh, you know, uh, young children, infants, infants and, and, uh, and small animals like me. And so, uh, uh, I, uh, tend to end up, you know, like if I'm sitting down on the floor or something, little ones come crawling over to say hi and, and dogs and cats come over to say hi. I don't know. Something about my smell, I guess I, I come off as a friendly <laughs> and so they, they yeah. like me, you know, and I like pets. So I know how to, you know, scratch them and, and give them some attention that they appreciate. So what was that clanking around? <laughs> I found this case with something in it, and so I pulled it out, and I don't remember exactly when we got it, but it, it's a easel that was all folded up, and turns uh-huh. out it's a really nice one. It's made, you know, of aluminum, so uh-huh. it's lightweight, and, uh, and you know, and it's, it's quite quite nice. Anyway, uh, my room is full of stuff, right? and, uh, and uh, so... This arm that goes across where you're supposed to sit your artwork on, you know the right. Tray. I I think I know which one it is, but that's not actually for artworks per se. I think you can buy a big um, pad of paper, like at Staples, that goes on that. So that's one of those that you set it up. Like if you're going to have a meeting and you're going to brainstorm or something like that, and there's no like uh, slick board or chalkboard or something in that room. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess I could put one something like that up. It'll work for a lot of things. Yeah. You know, it'll work for art too. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason you couldn't put a can canvas there. Yeah, yeah. I I I know what you're describing, though. I think that usually that's where it's sold is like at Staples, along with those big like uh, two foot by three foot poster size pads of paper. But it's but it's something that uh, it's been around a long time, and I've just never looked Mm -hmm. in the case, (laughs) so I don't even remember what. When it came about, you know. Yeah. What is this thing? Well, you used to have one of those when you lived back in the in the canyon, in in you know, over yeah, a decade yeah, ago. Yeah. Mom was painting all the time, but she right. had a wooden one. Yeah, but this wasn't for painting. You had one in your office that was for that, and I don't know what you used it for, but you had one uh, that mm-hmm. was with a big. I think it was a slick board that sat on it, like a two foot by three foot slick board. Um, yeah, I think the slick board disappeared. So yeah. You know, over time, we often wonder. Sometimes you need something. You say, "Well, wonder what happened to that." You know? Yeah, yeah. Or if you're like me, it's like I, I know I have one of these somewhere, but I can't find it, and I need it now, and so I get another one because they're not expensive, whatever it is. Yeah. And then at some point down the line, I I look to my wife and go, "Why do I have three of these?" 
Why, yeah. why do we have these things, you know? And, and she looks at me, you know, with, with uh, the knowing look, like, you ding-dong. You, you know why we have three of these. You bought them. That's why we have three of these. Because I didn't buy that stuff. Um, you know. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the, the sad part about America. We're, we're so well off that we don't even really think much about it. If, if we need something, why bother to look for it? Let's, let's go Just go get, get it. it, Yeah. <laughs> I know where yeah. they are. They're in the store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of them. They're right over here, and all it's going to cost me is a few bucks rather than, you know, a chunk of my time going and looking for the one that I already have somewhere. So, yeah. yeah. You know, I was thinking about it as we were talking about this, and it's one of those things where you really, what I should do is go ahead and order it because Amazon's ultimately where I usually buy whatever it is that I'm replacing, right? It usually takes a day. In that day, I should go look for the other one, and if I find the other one, then I should send the one that I ordered back, right? <laughs> so that that by by ordering a new one, that gives a time limit on how long I'm going to go search or how much time I'm going to spend searching for the one that I can't find, because yeah. I clearly it's not going to show up in less than a day. Um, uh, at least for yeah. me, I know in some places you can get things you know same day delivery. But um, speaking of Amazon, anyway. it's kind of a tech tech-related thing, I have now uh, noticed that the last few times I've ordered something from Amazon, um, I am getting about 20% of the time uh, a, sorry, we couldn't deliver it when we said, and it comes the next day or the day after that. And so sometimes when something's supposed to show up tomorrow, I... So they promise you a time, and then they renege on it. Yeah. When you order, it says, you know... It's avail. It, it's avail. You know, we have it in stock. It'll be there tomorrow, and then tomorrow, sometime tomorrow evening, I get a notification saying, "Sorry, we couldn't deliver it. It'll be here, or it's been delayed. It'll be here the day after, or the day after that." Yeah. And one time well, it came the following day, and another time it came two days later. You know, and it's like, don't tell me you're going to deliver it a day in, in a day if you can't. Just be honest with me. Now, maybe you thought you could deliver it in a day, but it's happened enough now that it's like, you know, I I uh, bought a, a, we didn't go into the restaurant, but I went and got us a, a uh, there's a restaurant around here um, that does like these big breakfasts. You can get like a, a skillet and it's four eggs on top of hash browns, you know, and it's a scramble. So you can get different things put into it. And yeah. um, we sometimes on Sundays, like once a month or so, we'll go buy that on a Sunday for breakfast and I bring it home and then we can actually eat on it, you know, another two or three days sometimes because there's so much in the, you know, so much. And so I called and ordered it and they said it'll be ready in 15 minutes. And so I got my car and drove over there and it actually, by the time I got there, I had been going, you know, it was 20 minutes because I could look and see when I made the phone call. And the reason I looked to see is because when I got there, they said it's going to be 10 or 15 minutes. And I said, that's what you said when I called. Are you just starting it now? <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, that's why I called was to get it ready. And so I had to stand there for another 15 minutes. It ended up taking 35 minutes for my food to get to me. Um, and, and I'm like, that, if it's going to take 35 minutes, tell me it's going to take 40 minutes so you can over deliver. And I would have been happy. You know, because I would have said, okay, 40 minutes, and hey, it's ready in 35. Terrific. Don't tell me it's going to be ready in 15 minutes and deliver in 35 minutes, because now I'm not happy. Yeah. 
It's not well, the delivery time. It's the expectations that you set. No, it's, it goes the other way, too. Yesterday, I went out and got a meal for Mom and I, and, and they told me it was going to be uh, 30 minutes. And I said, well, I'll get there 10 minutes early. Well, it was ready when I got there. Yeah. And if I hadn't got it then, it would have been cold yeah. by the time I got it and got it home. And yeah. I don't want cold food. I don't either. I don't either. You know, it's funny, though. It's like it doesn't matter if it's ready or not. When I bring food home, my wife microwaves it anyway. She wants stuff ready to scald her, her, her mouth. She eats food much, <laughs> much hotter than I do. She, she jokes and says, I eat everything lukewarm. She wants food hot. Yeah. And it's like, mm, I don't want it hot. <laughs> I'm sensitive. Yeah. I want it warm. Well, especially <laughs> coffee. You know, my, my mother used to, you know, it was boiling water when she had to. Yeah. She was trying to drink it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but And a lot of people like hot coffee. Yeah. I'd rather, I, I pour milk in it to cool it as well as to cut the edge if it's yeah. a bit edgy coffee, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely don't want it hot. Boy, I hate things. Well, soup is another thing. I got. I just immediately throw ice cubes in soup when yeah. mom serves that. Oh yeah. It's well, and we we've all had pizza where you bite into it and scald the roof of your mouth. I mean, it's yeah. you know, it's uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, I I have a sensitive mouth when it comes to temperatures, and I don't want anything too hot. I want it warm. I want it fresh. I want it good. But uh, if it's if it's too hot, I can't enjoy it. It hurts. And I don't want to hurt myself. And some of these people who yeah. seem to have like toughened up their mouth to this stuff is like, well, more power to them. But I ain't eating that. <laughs> you know, yeah. on the positive side, give it a couple minutes and then it's ready. <laughs> yeah. By by the way, I I did tell you that I really like the coffee that I got. Oh yeah, we I talked about instant I coffee. Uh, I the off brand one uh, wasn't as good as to me as the starbucks i still like uh -huh. the starbucks roasted flavor and and i like the dark stronger one right and so uh, see uh, and you say dark stronger i i i don't ever taste dark stronger what i taste is burnt oh is that right yeah it's like they, they they've roasted it to the point where they've burnt the coffee in my mind um in fact i feel that way about uh like some dark beers as well i taste the taste of burnt because they've over roasted the beans or over roasted the hops and so I like a medium roast. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't pour the water more slowly and get a stronger cup because you can get a stronger cup even though it's not been roasted as much. I just don't equate the two. To me, roasting and uh, and and strong are different measures. Well, there's, there's the flavor of the strong that I like better. Like right. espresso. I've been a real fan of espresso for years. Uh-huh. And so... Uh, yeah, well, that's a very strong coffee. But, you know, yep. there they they pack down the coffee beans real tightly, and they pour the water very slowly so that it get, absorbs more flavor. And it's also ground very finely. So a yep. lot of surface area is exposed. So, the, you know, there's a lot that goes into a, a cup of espresso. Uh, yep. But you got uh, Waka Quality Internet Coffee and then Starbucks Via Instant Coffee Dark Roast. Right? right. Those are the two that you got. And you yep. said the waka you didn't, or waka waka, waka. Um, yeah. You didn't care for that one as much. Uh, it's pretty good, but mm -hmm. it just doesn't, doesn't quite have the Starbucks flavor that I like. Right. Well, and it was twice as expensive yeah. as the Starbucks. That's right. It was twice as expensive. So, you know, for somebody who doesn't like Starbucks, and likes regular coffee, it's it's okay. 
There was nothing wrong with it. It right. just wasn't Starbucks. Right. Well, you had shared an article um, on uh, the the spruceeats.com that was best instant coffee. And so that's kind of where you went through and you looked at it, right? Is that where you found the Waka? Waka? Was that one of the ones that was on that list? Oh, that was right. That was one of those. Yeah, okay. So they yeah, said that Waka they is the so you could order any of them right there. Waka is the best medium roast coffee, and Starbucks Via is the best dark roast coffee. So if you prefer dark yeah. roast, then no no surprise you were going to prefer the Starbucks. Um, yeah. You know, I would probably like the the medium roast more, just because I like that. I like a medium roast bean more than I do a, a excuse me a, a dark roast. Um, want me to want me to throw a couple of them in a. In an envelope and send them to you? Well, if you're not going to drink them because you don't like it as much, sure, I appreciate it. I'll taste it and see what it tastes like. They're, they're, they're just baggies, you know. I think yeah. a couple of them will fit in an envelope. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give the, the Waka Waka. I, I mean, I, I say Waka, but, you know, <laughs> I say Waka, you say Waka. I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I thought that was a interesting experiment, and I, I hadn't... Uh, uh-huh. Uh, I wasn't aware that they had advanced the, the instant coffees beyond yeah. what they used to be. You know, it's been years since I've tasted an instant coffee, and I've right. just written them off. But you know, they keep been working on them, obviously, and I um, definitely better. Yeah, I I had listened to a a podcast um, that was not a coffee podcast. I think it was actually a tech podcast. Uh, where one of the guys is a very much a coffee aficionado, and back prior to uh, COVID, he when he, he when he was traveling, he kept, he took an instant coffee with him, and he had basically had that same discovery. He went through and found that hey, you know, they've actually got some really good instant coffees now. Um, and being a person who likes good coffee, you know, he said most coffee most um, hotels will have a machine that will give you hot water. And then you can make your own coffee. He says, "I don't want to trust that the coffee packet that they're going to give me there is any good," and uh, and so uh, he, because he's kind of a coffee snob, so he would bring his own. And I can't remember. I should go back and see if I can see what kind it was he liked. Um, you know, but uh, I remember well, that. I remember that episode where he talked about it. There, there are just lots of people who just have different tastes, and, and uh, that's not the real everybody's thing. Yeah. a Starbucks person. Uh, I just happen to have been buying my coffee there i i stopped buying it largely because it was just too expensive you know uh but and i've been drinking maxwell house when we've got you know we, a, a big pot not a uh-huh. keurig pot because our keurig pot quit on us and so i've got a bunch of cups too so anyway i, I did i don't like buying a bunch of different implements they take up counter space or something uh-huh. And and they and they ultimately get plugged up somewhere. Coffee is things to do anyway. So. Yeah. Well, and like you said, you're the one who's who's uh drinking it now, right? Right. Mom doesn't drink it, no. So Well she she will drink a cup if I make a full pot. You know? Uh-huh. But but uh, see, I drink cold coffee, so I don't care if it gets cold in the pot. I'll add ice to it. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, if you like it cold, um, isn't that funny, too? Because it used to be if somebody had a cold pot, you either microwaved it or you threw it away and made a fresh pot because, you know, oh, it got cold. It's no good anymore. And now, right. 
It's like, well, no, that's the goal. <laughs> yeah. I poured over ice, you know. Well, see, that, that, that's another way I like to do ice cream. Uh, I used to, uh, I, you can still buy mocha or coffee flavored ice cream. Uh, but I, I say I prefer vanilla because I don't always want coffee ice cream. I don't want a whole a half gallon of it, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But vanilla is perfect because I can make it a lot of different things that I like. Two, two of them that are quite unusual. Uh, well, maybe not coffee's not unusual, but I do make coffee with ice cream. The ice cream is my creamer, basically. Right. I don't put a lot of ice cream in it, but you know, just enough. Yeah. And and then the other one is ice cream, the I perfect use, food that, that I use Tabasco green. Okay, green chilies or green. Oh, peppers. right, the green Tabasco. You put that in your coffee. No, no, no. Put that in my ice cream. I flavor oh. my vanilla ice cream. Right. I was going to say, you put that in your coffee? What's wrong with you, man? No wonder you like Starbucks. You've got no taste. Okay. Yeah. No, I have heard of, of Tabasco or a hot sauce on a vanilla ice cream. And yeah, you're right. That that actually is stunningly interesting to taste. It is. It's really... I. You know where I got it? At the Tabasco store in Louisiana, we were down yeah. there touring the factory, and lo and behold, they had an ice cream machine, and the thing was labeled, you know, this is a green chili coffee, or ice cream. Ice cream, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, I had that, and I said, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. And so yeah. I, I bought some green stuff right away. I'd, I had, I'd only bought the red before that, that I put on my eggs, you know. So... Uh, Anyway, that's how I, I was introduced to it, at the factory. Well, they had a good idea. Not that it's something yeah. that I have often, but I have tried it. They, they were probably uh, uh, closed up shop and got the heck out of Dodge uh, because of this hurricane down there. They're, they were right down in the bayous, that Tabasco company. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I wonder how they're doing because that's that's they're in a really bad spot. By the way, when we first went uh, in our RV to see New Orleans after the Katrina, and they said that was ten years ago. Yeah. We we stayed in Homa. It was sixteen behold, years ago. Was it sixteen? <laughs> yeah. To the day, anyway. sixteen years ago to the day when they hit when both hurricanes landed. Okay. Well, anyway, sometime in the early two thousands. We went down there to see they'd recovered enough, and they were trying to get tourists back into the town. Says, "Well, let's go be a New Orleans tourist." And but uh, so they had a uh, uh, camp rally, they call it, over at Homa, and we all had this coach that took us over to where we were going to see uh, for the day, you know. Uh -huh. And then we come back in the evening. So we spent the entire days in New Orleans. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, the reason I brought it up is Homa is west of there, and that's where a lot of the people evacuated out from Katrina to come stay at Homa, especially in this big civic center where, uh -huh. where we had our rally. And it was a big auditorium with a big parking lot and stuff. So we had rigs all over the parking lot, and that's the town that was right underneath the eye of the hurricane as it came through. It aimed itself right at Homa. So probably they evacuated to go to New Orleans. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> the broadcasters stayed in, in, in New Orleans because that's where all the communication facilities are. Right. Uh, 
but they didn't say a whole lot about Homa, but if you look at the map, that's where it went. That's where it went, yeah. Yeah, no, they, um, yeah, no, I feel for everybody down there and send them prayers because that's, uh, you know, a tough place to be right now. Oh, um, yeah. Talking yeah. to my, my wife's got some relatives in like Hattiesburg and, you know, Hattiesburg's about 75 miles inland and, and they were getting hammered uh, and, and just dumped on as, in terms of rain as well. So, you know, this thing's huge. I think it was uh, one of the uh, one of the weathermen said, he said, realize that the speed of this thing and the size of this thing, that 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 eye is like a 15 mile wide tornado. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's just imagine the power. Anybody who's lived through or been around or seen a tornado for themselves knows the destructive power of nature. And can you imagine one that's, you know, a 15 mile wide swath? Um, That's just it's uh, pretty amazing. So while you were talking and and sharing that story, I did uh, find actually, (laughs) yay, Google, um, the the recommended coffees by the gentleman who was the coffee snob that wanted in a good instant coffee and one of them is swift cup coffee and you have to buy that from swiftcupcoffee.com and it's not cheap and the other one is sudden coffee and there was a link to sudden coffee at um amazon but it's currently unavailable there so mm. um i i found that article that uh that you're well, no, I guess you didn't go back to the one I sent you. But the article that I sent you about several different best coffees were really interesting to read because yeah. some of those coffees, they go to great lengths to try to get their coffee just right. I mean, they spend a lot of time in doing this and that. I, I forgot all the tricks now because I haven't read it recently. But uh, I, I was fascinated by the fact that people do some strange things to make good coffees. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, there was some, yeah. <laughs> People will do go, go to large links to get that, that, that perfect cup of coffee. But, but I wasn't willing to spend the prices that they were asking for some of those coffees. I mean, uh-huh. Was- yeah, no, I agree. I think some of it's nuts. You know, again, very first world problem, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> you, you you can go to your local grocery store and get, you know, Taster's Choice or, or Folger's Instant Coffee. And, you know, there you go. You got a coffee. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's like, oh, no, no, that's not the coffee that I want. I want my coffee to have a certain bouquet. <laughs> I want a subtle hints of pear and, and apple blossom. And you're like, uh, I don't know. I never taste the pear and apple blossom. It just tastes like coffee yeah. to me. But, you know. Well, I, I have a... Uh... Uh, cousin, first cousin that we visit once in a while. I, I dearly love her, but the, she's one of these coffee aficionados that has yeah. this special apparatus that she makes it's a coffee press, you know? Right. And she grinds her own coffee and yep. right just before she uses it and all this stuff. And it was good, it was, you know, but I, I didn't get the, uh, you know, the routine. I, I, I wouldn't want to go through all that trouble to make my coffee. To me, it's too much to push a button on yeah. an automatic coffee maker, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think there are some people who like the ritual as much as they like the coffee. I think and, you're right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, one of my daughters, Jensen, my older daughter, um, you know, she doesn't, she's gone through several different things where she was doing a pour over, and I know she talked, I don't know if she ever had or she talked about a French press, and um, 
I got her this uh, espresso maker that's a handheld espresso maker that you pump with your hand to get this this really good espresso out of it. And she really likes that. So I gave her that as a birthday gift. And uh, what's nice is you can buy the espresso and put it in and use it yourself. But if you don't want the mess, you can buy the Nespresso pods. So you can buy your coffee in a little Nespresso pod and put it in there. And it's uh, you know not as messy to deal with. Um, sure. And it's a different type of pod than the K cup, but it's uh, you know it's an ex- it's an espresso grind, and so everything's you know a little different. And she's found she sure. really likes that, you know. But I think a lot of that again, even though the 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 pumping of the um, the uh, you know the the espresso machine, everything, it, it's all part yeah. of the ritual that that pe- some people like. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's just, but I'm with you. I mean, I. Uh, I literally do almost everything through K cup because it's just it's easy and nobody else in the house drinks coffee and I have one cup. On rare occasions, I'll have two cups a day, but almost never do I have a second cup. It's really one cup a day for me, and you know, and I skip probably two out of the seven days in a week and don't have any coffee. Um, and so for me, you know, it's whether I use a K cup or I've got a little refillable K cup that I can put grounds into whichever one I do, it's, it's something I do pretty quick, you know? Yeah. Well, enough for coffee. I think it's about time for lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about drinking food. So, uh, time to go get some drinking food, huh? Yeah. 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 See, it's only nine 40 my time. So, uh, you know, I, I can have breakfast. I didn't. I actually haven't had anything but a cup of coffee today. So, <laughs> okay. so I was actually listening. Talk about podcasts and, and reading. I before we wrap it up, I was listening to another podcast about um, uh, that I've uh, found that I kind of like, and the um, uh, the woman who was talking about the stuff. I'm trying to see if I can. Where the heck is it? Uh, where did I put her her link? Um, Ah, there it is. It's uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and she is a um, uh, research scientist. Uh, uh, I think it's biology is her, her area. And um, she does a podcast where she talks to people who are doing research in different areas as it relates to to uh, health and exercise and supplementation. And uh, the most recent one that she had was one talking to a guy who's done a lot of research and is sort of the world recognized expert in um in uh stressing your body by not eating on a regular schedule um or by by um uh intermittent fasting and how that can benefit your body and how it activates certain parts and it's it's a more natural way that you know when we were hunter gatherers you know we didn't all you have to do is watch naked and alone you didn't um uh you know food wasn't always available immediately by opening a refrigerator door and that our bodies really work better if we don't you know have a constant stream of food coming in but rather if we kind of you know hit and miss at different times and yep. so he talks about different eating patterns and how that works and one of them that he said that's actually pretty effective is um uh where you do like a time eat so that you do all of your eating all of your meals in like a six hour period in the day and then the rest of the time you don't eat, you just drink water uh, and, and or, or non-caloric things, you know. And that way, um, 
what happens is after about 10 hours, you've depleted the glucose, the glycogen supply in your liver. And so then your body goes into ketosis slightly and starts to burn a little bit of fat. And he says, that's actually the healthiest way, to, uh, one of the healthier ways to eat. I shouldn't say the healthiest, um, but it's, it's in the most recent of her podcasts. And I thought it was interesting. I like listening to, to her podcast just because it's an area that um, while I have interest, I don't have any education or training in. You know, it's not like tech where I can, um, you know, pretty much off the top of my head. But when it comes to fasting, it's not education much. It's your willingness to do it. That's that's what it is. Well, it's it's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and of course, then there are those who, who it's not a uh, an option. It's I fast because I don't have food today, um, you know. But it's um, uh, for a lot of us, you know, it's 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 a choice, right? You know, you you just say I'm not going to eat. But I, I actually kind of like the idea of what they're saying in terms of the timed eating pattern, because and he says it's not a diet; it's a timed eating pattern, because you know if if you just say you know we we were told growing up, I don't know if you were, but I was told growing up, oh yes, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And, you know, that's kind of, he's saying something kind of counter. He's saying, don't get up and immediately eat. Don't eat for a little while. And then, uh, you know, after your dinner, you're done. Don't eat anymore. Don't snack after dinner so that you can have at least 10 hours uh, of not eating so that your body can, can kind of cycle through that and that that will keep you healthier. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I'm curious. I'm going to play around with it for a while. We'll see how good I am at, uh, at, um, you know, staying on that. Um, yep. But uh, time will tell. Anyway, one, just thought one it was interesting. That, one of the things regarding diet that uh, I have kind of concluded that possibly I'm, I, somebody did tell me I was pre-diabetic, but he wasn't a medical person. Right. So uh, I just decided to. I don't not buying ice cream anymore and and uh, sugars and you know right just don't have any of that kind of stuff and have I'm in you know, maybe a couple of weeks in doing this now and it's been going okay but the one thing I do notice is that I I have to drink a lot more uh huh I mean I'm I'm always wanting something so usually I've drank a lot of iced tea well, maybe that's not the best thing for me to drink but I don't want unless to you got water. decaf. Yeah, but but I do, but but I do drink uh, 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 the instant coffee now. You know, once a day. Right. Uh, but uh, <coughs> anyway, I uh, I haven't seen it have any impact on my feet yet. You know, the pain issue that uh -huh. I have to work. I don't know how long uh -huh. I'll have to go, but I figured you know. It isn't a good trial if you don't go two, three months. Right. Well, I think, you know, if you, you know, because you have um, the the issue with your feet, that that's typically something that diabetics have, that that may be why they said you were pre-diabetic and that, um, you know, if your body's not processing sugar properly, then that, you know, that's a different it's a different issue. Mm -hmm. You know, you're having a symptom that could that, that is typically found in diabetics, but it's not the only reason it's found yeah. you know in, unless your doctor has said hey we think you have this because of your uh, of yeah. diabetes you know right. uh, have, have i mean it, when when they first decided that that was part of the problem you were having did they do any kind of blood sugar tests or anything with you uh i had something done there i forgot what it was yeah they Usu did some tests 
I mean, usually they'll they'll draw blood, and if they suspect it, then they'll do one of those where you um, they'll uh, make you drink this gooey, like sugary stuff, um, and then yeah. they'll check your blood no, this, sugar at you know one was, hour, two hours, three hours, that kind of thing. A, this was in a, a gymnasium at, up at church, and it was an old people's day. Lots of different things to do with, for old people, you know. If you, right. You tend to, tend to have bad balance and all kinds of stuff. It, it was an interesting thing, but. Uh, Anyway, one of the, one of the tables I stopped at, and they did some tests, and I forgot what they were. Some yeah. blood, uh, quick little blood work. I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I I don't think they're going to be able to tell if you're diabetic on that unless they do the full, the full thing. Yeah. But you know, honestly, cutting out sugar, I don't know that there's a bad. There's not a downside to that. You know, and it doesn't yeah. mean you can never have any. It just means you know cut down well and, and, and being honest with myself is that i know that ever since i've been retired i've been overdoing ice cream right you know? <laughs> yeah yeah i go through phases you know and the problem with me is is i buy the little the little hagen dust thing so that so that i don't have a whole bunch and yeah. and you know i know that you could have half of a hagen dust container I've never done it, but I know you could. <laughs> I eat a Hagendas container if I open a Hagendas container, and yeah. usually I'll buy two or three of them, and I usually have them two or three days in a row, back to back, until it's gone, and then I'm done, and then I'm fine. I just need to Absolutely. not buy it, or if I'm going to buy it, buy one, and and have it. You if know, if it's in the house, if it's in the house, it isn't going to last. You know, right? That's just yeah, the way it is. Yeah, and I just and it's 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 all on me totally accept that i have absolutely no self-control um or have expressed none i you know and and the thinking brain says yeah yeah but the 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 me at you know nine o'clock at night says hmm i'd like some ice cream before i go to bed which is probably the worst time on earth to possibly have that dumb ice cream but yeah you know yeah rot your teeth too right yeah yeah the sugar hanging around all uh, all night Yep. And then it gets yucky tasting by morning. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean I can't brush my teeth when I'm done. <laughs> well, so. then you got to get out of bed. <laughs> I don't eat my ice cream in bed. Oh. <laughs> you eat your ice cream in bed. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. I eat it before I go to bed. Yeah, just before. I eat it after my wife has gone to bed. <laughs> the, empty bowl, the empty bowl is sitting bedside. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, mine is not sitting bedside. Mine is, uh, but, you know, I that, I don't have to share if I eat it when she's already asleep. <laughs> then I might eat it a partial uh, container. And I don't want a partial container. I want it all. <laughs> you, you see, when you have painful feet, your life adjusts to that. And you don't yeah. do any walking anywhere that you don't have to. Right. And that, thus the, uh, you know, a lot of times my mom will say, why are you doing it that way? I said, so I don't have to walk so far. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like No, like you adjust have, you adjust your world around you to, to fit your uh, comfort level, huh? That's right. Like I've got all this furniture that holds clothes on my side of the bed. And mom wants me to put it in the closet. <laughs> well, the closet's way over there. Yeah. You know? I'm not going over there just to have the clothes be there. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, well, let's wrap this up. I did send you a link to um it was just, it's not the one the episode I was talking about, but I sent you a link to um 
uh, a YouTube video from Dr. Rhonda Patrick. And uh, she's talking about the role of zinc in immunity and specifically how uh, zinc supplementation can maybe help you uh, with all viruses, not just COVID, in terms of helping your body be at its peak ability to fight those things off. Um, so, yeah, she's an interesting lady, and uh, and she talks to lots of interesting people. Sometimes what she's talking about kind of just, you know, they, they start talking in very technical terms about some scientific stuff, and she usually does a pretty good job of breaking it down to something that you can understand. But sometimes some of her guests kind of talk over the head of most listeners, unless you happen to be a, you know, uh, a microbiologist. Um, uh, but she does a good job of, of like, if somebody says something in terms of a uh, an acronym or something like that, she explains it so that you don't get lost, you know? Um, anyway, the, the first comment below it I like, it says, I think you are very nice, Dr. Rhonda. <laughs> oh, some people are so punny. Um, you know, I, I have uh, become one who read comments just as much as articles a lot of times. I do too, although sometimes you got to realize the people commenting sometimes aren't as educated as the people who are talking. Sometimes they That's are. That's true. That's true. Sometimes but, but they are. Sometimes you really find some interesting comments. You do. Sometimes it's really entertaining, and sometimes it also um, points out questions that were not answered by the person. You know, and it's like, right. did they just not think to talk about that area, or were they avoiding that area because it counter was counter to the point they were trying to make? You know. Yeah. Uh, and it's good to hear hear that community feedback. So. So, anywho, uh, thanks for joining us today on Generation Tech. We had some little fits and starts at the beginning, and we kind of went off of our normal electronics-based tech a little bit, just because there wasn't a ton to talk about. But we hope you enjoyed the show nonetheless. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Have a great week, Dan. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.